And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. I feel like we need to have a positive show. A 100% positive show, Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I feel like we have been falling down the rabbit hole that is being negative about pro wrestling. And I don't know about you, but I think this was a great week. Oh. You do, huh? Sure! Okay. I um, think I think we can find a lot to like about this week in the world of professional wrestling. You you do. I do. All right. And I'm, Lay it and on I'm not me. I'm not just saying that. I am of course DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Thanks for the introduction, old buddy Opal. Did you but, introduce um, me? I'm sorry. I, I am totally I off did. my game tonight. That's all right. Are you doing okay? How's uh How's all that construction? You work at a uh, a research one institution, yeah. and you know I I've been in the area once or twice, and there are just tons. Like it feels like everywhere you look, something is either you know the sidewalks are being redone or the roads themselves are being redone. Yeah, it's not good. Um, the vast majority of everything is closed off. I tried yeah. to. I tried to go to the bookstore today, and I gave up. And you're you're not that far from I, the bookstore. I, I from take where a I right then take a left, and I went over to the union, and then I went outside of the union, and really all you have to do at that point is cross the cross street. The street, and that whole road was basically shut off, like they had just fences up everywhere so then i went straight across the walkway there to try to go up to the sidewalk by the business building Mm -hmm. that was also closed Mm -hmm. and then i went behind the business building and there was no through access there and then i gave up and turned around and went back to my desk what were you going to get at the bookstore I just I had heard that they'd been doing some renovations. I'd heard that there was a new floor plan. Uh, I it was one of those days where I said, "Well, I've got some extra time on my lunch break. Let's head over there and just see what this whole thing at, is looking like." At any point when you have extra time on your lunch break, you call me and I will bring the microphone over and we could record a podcast. Yeah, but by the time you know I have extra time, and by the time you get there, we're not recording nothing. Um, there is going to be a time I want to record a show either at your desk or in one of the labs that you are in charge of. That is one of my goals. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, um, what is going to happen is there's a pay-per-view this weekend. Sunday night, WWE Battleground, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. I I mean it. I I know... The easy way is to hate on this pay-per-view and to say, you know, I can't remember the last time I was this unexcited about a show. But when you write it down on paper, which I did, taking notes for the show, it's not a bad card. Okay, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing with that. Um, 
I'm not sure I'm going to watch this show. Oh, why not? Well, I haven't heard from my mistress whether or not he's going to attend. (laughs) And beyond that, I don't have much incentive, I would say, to watch this particular show. I don't think I can tell you what's on it other than a Punjabi prison match. Well, you know that's what we have to do, because that is one of the hallmarks of this show, Mm. is for Doc Manson to put the card together. Because you are absolutely right. The main event is the Punjabi prison match. And I will tell you when we get to there why I am excited for it. You should stop. You should stop doing that. <laughs> you should stop being excited for that match right I, now. There, is, there, is, there are things to like about it. No, there isn't. There are. No, you're wrong. I'm, I'm going to be positive this whole time. I have felt like I have been shirking my duties as the Pope of Positivity. I mean, I'll ad- I'll admit to you, um, I will admit to you that I, I, I also have been feeling as though maybe we've been a little bit overly negative these last few shows. Uh, I'm with you there. I just, I, they need to give me, throw me a freaking bone here. Um, I... I do get that. I do get that because it it is hard, especially when you have Lucha Underground. I have been have, having New Japan Pro Wrestling, so there are other, there is other wrestling to like. Do you want to stop recording so you can take whatever phone problems you're having? Is Tall Guy lamenting the loss of one of his idols? Is that what's happening Listen, over there? That's not that's not a joking manner. Uh, that's not that that's not something to joke about. I'm it's, not joking about it. It's, you know, I'm I'm just asking what you are distracted. Once again, you are distracted while we are trying to record. The neighborhood counts on us. Do they? For a, yes, I will be positive about that, too. Does, does any least, of the neighborhood listen to this show? At, I can name at least five members okay. of the neighborhood All who right. listen to this show on a regular basis. We've asked them. To, to identify themselves and let us know they're out there. And some of them do, and some of them don't. But. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, so being positive here, being positive here. Uh, well, I mean, this isn't directly related to the pay-per-view, but it's wrestling related. Sure. I'm learning to draw an illustrator, which is a, uh, a, a digital art program. Okay. Why are you doing that? I don't know. I make posters and things, and I'm good at, like, Photoshopping stuff, but I kind of had the urge to, like, I don't Branch know. out? Also be do able you, to, like, create my own assets. Do you think you have a uh, a second career in graphic design? Uh, I don't really think so, but it sort of interests me. I, I enjoy spending my extra time this way, so... At the moment, I'm just trying to learn the tools. I'm just doing, like, you know, basically the equivalent of tracing, trying to uh, just get the hang of it at this point. Um, I've well, been working on one you. project all week, which I will, of course, gladly share with the neighborhood once I feel it is nearly done. Are you creating your own version of the Punjabi prison? I am not. I am not. If you thought about it for even a few moments, I'm sure you could probably figure it out. But- oh, I have a, I have an idea of what it's probably going <laughs> to be. I'm just... 
All right. Well, let's get to, you know, I understand and I'm super excited. Anytime you can be excited about something, that is good. Um, I have all this free time. I should be learning something useful. Yeah, you should. I have no marketable skills. I don't. Well, there's no reason why you can't, you know, give me something to learn. What should I learn? I don't know. I'm learning how to draw an illustrator. I don't know even what that is. Adobe Illustrator? Oh, okay. I don't... No, I'm not trying. Okay. Okay. All right there, wise guy. What else is on this show? (laughs) Um, okay. So Punjabi Prison Match is Jinder and Randy. You've gotten one of the eight matches. You are 12.5% there. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens? You are 25% there. I wasn't sure if that was still a match because I know AJ won that at a house show. So I wasn't it sure is. they were going to continue with that. Um, it is, it is. There's some sort of number one contenders match for the women's title. Yep. I don't know if I could tell you all the participants. I but don't it's... even need all the participants, but give me a ballpark. How many are in there? Five or six? It's a fatal five way. That's... WWE's new favorite thing, Fatal Five-Way. Something positive. They're going with, you know, they got bored with the four-way. They're going five-way now. All right. That's good. All Um, right. That's three. Let's see. Another positive thing. Uh, Naomi is not on the show. She's not wrestling on the show. Well, yeah. That's that's what I meant. With with a Money in the Bank briefcase, she could wrestle at a moment's notice. Yeah, except why would you... I, I saw on SmackDown this week when Carmella threatened her with that. And I was like, yeah, but why would you cash in your Money in the Bank contract if she's not wrestling? Like, wouldn't you want to cash it in after she was just in a really grueling match and when your chances of beating her would be high? Like, I don't I don't know. That didn't make much sense to me Uh on this last week's show. But uh, that said, I guess Carmella's probably also not in action on this show. Nope. Nope. Um, It's pretty much any other woman that's on the roster. So it's Charlotte, Becky Lynch, Tamina. Oh, yeah. Lana. Natalia and Lana. Yeah. Um, Moving on, John Cena versus Rusev in a flag match. You are halfway there. You say you don't know these things, yet you obviously do. You're paying enough attention. This is where it starts these, to break down, though. But one of these final matches is a pre-show match, so I will understand if you don't know that one, that is okay. Um, Let's see. The Usos are the tag champs. They are. Um, They're probably still feuding with the New Day, so I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Am I missing any SmackDown titles? I don't think I am. Is that a title that you're trying to get across to me? I'm trying to do his hand signals, but I don't really know what they are, but... That doesn't look like anything to me. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. That that one is connecting. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I was versus... trying to do his, like, he does the weird yep. hand thing. And... Uh, yeah, that... Okay. <laughs> that didn't look like that at all. Um, Baron Corbin, I'd say, is probably who he's facing. All right, so you're down to two matches. One of them is the pre-show. Um, I'm Ooh, not counting else? the f- fashion files. One of them is is the pre-show. 
Uh, and one of them is a rematch from SmackDown that was just announced recently. And a lot of people think that it's the greatest. That's supposed to be a hint, huh? Isn't that part of the song? I don't know the song enough to... I think it says something like, Isn't the greatest? What? Who the heck Whatever. is that even supposed to be? The love song. The new great power ballad love song. Oh, okay. That is the un- oh, okay. So Mike Kanellis versus Sami Zayn. Yes. Um, is that the pre-show match? No, although it could be. No. The oh. pre-show match features... Ty Dillinger. Yep. Versus... Okay. Aiden English, apparently. See? I am great at wrestling charades. Just I am... not Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> hey. He does something where he crosses his hands and his fingers are out, and then he shakes. All right. (laughs) I was thinking about an electrocuted gold dust for a minute there, and I was like, yeah, that's not right. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, that is the show. And, again, and we did not mention the fashion files. We're going to ideally figure out um, who's been going after them. I have a theory that I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for the reunion of uh, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Are you? I am. Just because the obvious choice is going to be the Ascension, because they're the only other team that's not featured. I don't want it to be the Ascension. So if you look at the roster, Harper's there, Rowan's there, neither of them are doing anything. The tag team scene could use a boost. Sure, why not? Throw them together. All right, I'll give it to you. So yes, again, on paper... While the hype, and I suppose the hype bros could be there too, while the hype has not been there for this show, while I would not give the build a lot of credit, I think this is going to be a sneaky good pay-per-view because the matches themselves should be quite good across the board. You say that. I. All right. No, I'm not going to be negative. I'm, no. Um, Nope, you're right. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. The only exception exception is the main event because I'm not a huge Randy Orton fan. I'm not a huge Ginger Mahal fan. And while I couldn't tell you how a Punjabi... What I loved, and I'm going to be positive about this because it was kind of funny. What I loved about the Ginger Mahal promo on SmackDown is that he had the Singh brothers explain all of the rules of a Punjabi prison match, and then he got on the mic and said the most important rule is there are no rules. To which you said, well, then what did those other two guys just talk about? So apparently there are doors that open. Yeah. Because I missed I missed Punjabi. And what they baffles open me. They open and you can escape, but they close after a certain amount of time, what and then they can't get me, opened again. What baffles me is that this is a match that was designed around the great Kali and it's built around small doors that open <laughs> at random intervals. Uh-huh. I'm like, you have one of the largest men ever. Why in the world would you put small doors? I'm, I'm always reminded when I see this or hear about it, George Carlin had a bit where he was talking about what to do with like prisoners and different, like violent criminals and stuff. And he, he said, you take, some of those Midwest states, apologies to our Midwest listeners out there, you fence them all off 
and you put the various different people in the different states, and then you have small gates every couple of miles that's opened for 30 seconds, like, once a week or something like that. But anyways, regardless, that's just what I think about. I am looking forward to that match because I can't tell you if I personally have ever seen a Punjabi prison match. Mm. So just for the novelty of it, I'm looking forward to it. I might regret it as soon as it starts. I might go, why in the world did I do this? Or was I excited about this? But right now, in this moment, I'm looking forward to it. You say you can that. Di- you can disagree if you want. I don't need you to be positive 100% of the time. If you think this is going to be a garbage fire, say so. Most people will agree with you. Uh, you know, it, it's it's, as I sort of said at the beginning, it's just not something that I feel like I need to watch. Okay. But why not watch the rest of the pay-per-view and then just go to bed for the main event? Because AJ Styles and Kevin Owens, I don't care how many times they wrestle, is going to be a match I want to see. I've seen it. You've also seen Friday the 13th, but I bet you watch it if it's on TV. Sure. Um, That's a great argument, but it's... It's not the same type of entertainment, is all I can tell you. Um, You like Shinsuke? You really gave me something to think about there, DC. You really shattered my expectations of the world. Now that I've seen it that way, how could I ever possibly enjoy a movie again? I've really seen something new here today. Are you auditioning to be the next Kermit the Frog? Is that what's happening here? Uh, yes, yes, indeed. That's exactly what just happened. <clears throat> but you like Sami Zayn, you like Shinsuke Nakamura, you enjoy... No, I'm you not enjoy... invested in any feud on SmackDown. So then let me let me pivot and ask you this question. Do And I know the answer. You have to be invested in the story, because we've had this conversation a hundred times. I'm the wrestling fan, you're the storytelling fan. Yep. Storytelling. Okay. I will I will freely grant you, being the Pope of Positivity, I can't argue, with the exception of the Fashion Files. Are they on that, that show? They're going to solve the mystery, apparently, on Sunday. Yeah, they're going to have a match of some kind. Um, that's why I'm hoping it's Harper and Rowan, because I think that would be interesting. If it winds up being the Ascension or the high... He's back on his phone. Well, Mrs. Manson is bothering me, and when she, you know, I, bothers, she, there's clearly a reason, so I need to check in, make sure things are okay. She should just, you have a chair that I sit in when we record back there, she should just sit in. Uh-huh. And not be able to hear half the conversation? So she's, you tell me that she can hear from downstairs anyway. She hears me, she can't hear you. You don't need, well, no, I suppose you do need headphones. Either way. I'll put closed captioning on. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're not necessarily sure you're going to watch. I bet you do watch, but you you don't necessarily... You won't watch all the way till 11 o'clock. But I bet you start watching, because it's going to be a Sunday night. I bet and you... are not necessarily going to have anything else going on, unless you're into a show or you decide to go up to your office and draw an illustrator or whatever on, you know. But you're right. I probably will turn it on. We'll see. And if your mistress GQ decides to come over, then there it is. That's all. All said and done at that point. Because he'll bring beer and perhaps fried chicken, and then your night's made. Well, and then we've, you know, we've got a reason to be entertained. Something that 
the WWE is not providing. Were you entertained Monday night on Raw when Kurt Angle came to the ring? No. Why not? Because he did exactly what I said he was going to do last week on the show. And when I said it last week on the show, I was kidding because it was a terrible idea. But it didn't involve Dixie Carter or Stephanie McMahon. Nope. But it did involve Jason Jordan being his illegitimate son. So I have to ask the question. What were you hoping for? Because you didn't I'll tell you again. In- nothing. That's just all the time. Lock boxes. All the time. They have stories that just disappear. Let's just do that. He comes to the ring and announces he saved a bunch of money on his car insurance by switching but, to Geico or okay, something. Okay, but like let's but let's just for the sake of argument here, because again, yes, I am that guy. I am the guy who wants storytelling. For months now, months, we've been seeing these backstage vignettes, him going back and forth with Corey Graves and whoever else about this thing that if it comes out, it's gonna ruin him. And right up until he went and made his announcement earlier in the show, he's a backstage thing. Oh, maybe this is this is too personal. Maybe this isn't the sort of thing that I should do on the show. Maybe this isn't the sort of thing that I should do publicly. What payoff was there? Jason Jordan being his son is the most is the most benign uninteresting thing he could possibly have announced. What part of this, the months of worrying about this, the months and months of how this was going to ruin his career, his legacy, was him welcoming his son to the ring and hugging him? It doesn't make any sense. The payoff does not match what they were building up for the last two months. It was crappy storytelling on top of being poor storytelling. Like, it, it doesn't, none of it makes any sense. You don't think that there are some people out there who would think less of him for having a child out of wedlock, and let alone a child out of wedlock, a mixed-race child out of wedlock? You don't believe in this 2017 United States of America that there are going to be some people out there who have a problem with that? I guess I'm just optimistic. But beyond that, even if that were the case... I would have liked to have seen that in the story. I would have liked to have seen Kurt Angle show some sort of hesitation or emotion. Or th- I get the impression from him in some way, once Jason Jordan came to the ring, that he maybe wasn't feeling 100% about this. Maybe fe- seeing some of that doubt on his face. Instead, all I got was, oh, I'm so happy this is my son, let's hug. Like, none of that conflict was ultimately delivered. No, he cried. The man wept. It was tears. Tears of joy. It doesn't matter. There were tears. He was emoting for you. Yes, but that's exactly the wrong type of emoting for the situation, and that's my point. I have to wonder what where this goes next, because if this was just a long, convoluted way to bring Jason Jordan, or maybe he'll be going by Jason Angle now, to Raw, then I'll agree with you. But I think something else is about to happen. Maybe it's Stephanie McMahon. I know you will hate this part, but maybe it's Stephanie McMahon coming out 
to play the role I just described in saying, I'm not sure I'm where we can have you as the public face of Raw if this is the kind, you know, what else is going to come out? What other children do you have that you don't know about? Um, or, I just, I, again, I fail to see how that is a hot topic issue. It is not for in 2017. us, but it might. I just, I don't see it. I agree with you, and I applaud you for not seeing it, because it shouldn't be a big deal. Yes, he had a child while at Clarion University. He made the trip from western Pennsylvania to Chicago, where Jason Jordan was born, to, you know, obviously it's not going to be Booker T's wife, but somebody he was there with. Um, I, you know, I, I do understand it shouldn't be a big deal, but I wonder if that's where we're going here. Is they're going to play that card? Either that, or I wonder if this is going to all be revealed to be a ruse by some sort of mastermind Corey Graves character who, you know, figured out the big cast thing. He's going to figure this out. You know, I, I'm wondering if we're about to see Corey Graves play a bigger role in wrestling than just being the announcer. But I agree. It was a curious thing for him to announce like it was this big earth shattering deal. Uh, yeah. Was, I mean, that's really it, my point. I don't, I don't yeah. really feel like the payoff matched what that story was promising. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Uh, I'm excited, however, because I like Jason Jordan and I like Chad Gable. And if this means for either or both of them, increased opportunities to be on TV, considering they weren't on TV up until a few weeks ago, then I will take it and I will, I will play the naive optimist role and let WWE tell me this story and see where it goes. And maybe I will feel burned by it at some point in the future. Who knows? All right. Um, Fair. Again, though, there are, there are things to be, you know, there are things to be positive about from Raw, too. The Revival is back. They had a very nice match with the Hardy Boys. Braun Strowman is back. He is not injured, as I, you know, uh, pondered last week, where he would be gone for a while. Obviously, we're heading towards some sort, I would say, uh, some sort of multi-man match at SummerSlam. Do you think we're going to do you think SummerSlam is going to be one of those cards where 75% of the matches are triple threats or fatal four ways or something like that? Yeah. Yep. I wonder if that's where we're going to have to go when you've got two rosters, so you've got to split the time. So instead of having 8 or 10 matches to tell your story, you have 5. In order to fit them, you're we're probably going to start seeing more multi-person matches. Uh, at these bigger shows, which again, not the end of the world, but it does. Yeah, no, I mean, whatever. It does change how it has to happen. Um, I appreciate that Finn Balor is not being pushed to the moon right away. I understand he he has not wrapped up his feud with Elias Sampson, but his feud with Bray Wyatt is just starting. Um, was the chair shot done wrong, or the guitar shot? Ah, yes, forgive me. Not the chair shot. The guitar shot. Because we've seen guitar shots a hundred times. I don't remember anyone getting dual lacerations along the back of their head. Yeah, I don't really know what that was about. It, I mean, it looked painful when it happened, so mm-hmm. something I'm, happened. But It was either not the same kind of guitar. Like, you know, when Jeff Jarrett yeah. was doing it, there were guitars that obviously were built to 
this did appear to be a real guitar. So I guess yeah. that could be part of it. It wasn't, you know, because Jeff Jarrett walked to the ring with a guitar and never played it. Right. So that could be it, you know. I don't think Finn just has paper skin that just lacerates easily. But again, here is another injury. Now, granted, I don't think he's going to miss any ring time because of it. But here is another injury to this guy. Yeah. Um, no, he won't miss any ring time this time. But yeah. Did you did you feel like you got closure? On the Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose story, now that Seth has apologized, and and Dean refused to attack him. Um, it's the best storytelling they've done with any of the members of the Shield since they broke up. That said, it was one hundred percent completely unearned, and Dean probably should have smacked him with that chair a few dozen times and then been okay with it. I I thought that's what was going to happen was he was going to hit him with the chair and then be like, all right, we're not good now, but at least we're not bad now. Right. So, like, but, it just doesn't make sense for his character, I feel, to just be like, yeah, all right, he said he was sorry. Okay. <laughs> we're friends again. I just that's just not Dean. That's no. I'm not sure Dean knows who Dean is. No, I don't at this point it's quite clear that uh nobody knows who Dean is. No. Uh but again, I thought it was it was not bad storytelling. I'm intrigued by the handicap match we're gonna see on Raw this coming week. Dean and Seth versus the Miz Taraj. I think that'll be fun. Maybe that'll be what happens is Dean and Seth defeat the Miz Taraj and then Dean gives him dirty deeds anyways and maybe it's in, it's entirely possible that we're going to see those three in a triple threat match for the Intercontinental title at SummerSlam like it's you know it'll be Seth versus Dean versus Miz which I'm not opposed to but I guess just, that's true I mean that is possible doesn't seem I, to be the way that they're going but you're right it's possible um Let's see. Uh, the news, you know, uh, and the NAI pod talked about it. Uh, Brock Lesnar apparently has now formally said he's not going to s- sign a new deal with WWE and apparently wants to get back into UFC, which is just a ridiculous notion. Um, I doubt you mind that we might be coming to the end of our Brock Lesnar time in WWE. Um, I like Brock Lesnar still. I do too, and I got to say... The last couple of times I've seen him, when he's done his own talking, have been much more interesting to me than when he's just sitting there listening to Heyman talk. And I love Paul Heyman, but Brock talking for himself is kind of cool. Yeah, uh, Brock has been doing fine. He's, you know, a badass. I think at some point you just kind of get tired of listening to Paul. I mean, Paul Heyman is amazing. Don't get me wrong. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with where you're going with that. It's just... Yeah. What would you like, if Brock is done at WrestleMania this year, if we never see him again, do you want Heyman to disappear with him? Do you want Heyman to continue in some form or fashion? What would you like to do? What would you like Paul Heyman to be doing in the post-Brock Lesnar era? You're going to be disappointed in this answer, probably, um, because it's, I think, probably the obvious one. 
but uh, I don't need to see Paul Heyman after Brock Lesnar is done. Okay. We did that before. Um, we did that after Brock Lesnar ended the Undertaker's streak. We saw With him take over Cesaro and Ryback and so on. And that's uh, fine. It just didn't I, work. I have, I have no problem with that. I'm going to just name, cause I put it out there to the neighborhood and I got one answer a couple of times and this is right in your wheelhouse. So I would like to ask you, would you enjoy Paul Heyman having Asuka be essentially the female Brock Lesnar? I mean, you're not going to say no. I'm not going to say no. I don't know that she needs it, but you know, I mean, she certainly, she she can't, she can't, she she can't talk for herself very well. Like I'll concede that point. I'm just not sure that she needs to. Fair enough. That's fine. I tweeted out there what I would do. And this was just a quick 30 second thought on it was I would have Regal go over to the UK show if that's in fact going to be a thing. I don't know when it ever is going to be a thing, but if it's going to be a thing, send Regal over there and I would have Paul Heyman become the general manager of NXT. That way he doesn't have guys or girls that he's primarily in charge of, but he gets to be down there. I'm not really interested in seeing Paul Heyman as an authority figure if he doesn't have creative input. Well, that's fair, and I'm not opposed to letting him have creative input, though I can imagine there are some people who work for WWE who might have problems with that, but... Yeah. Either way. What what was good in Lucha Underground this week? Didn't watch it. Why not? I was busy messing around with Illustrator. So... I plan to watch it tonight. Ballpark for me. In the last week, how many hours have you put into Illustrator? I don't know, 10? And what exactly it it allows you to draw? Yeah, I mean, it's vector graphics, so... Um, okay. Do you know what vectors are? Vector graphics? No? As opposed to rasterized graphics? No? No? All right. So rasterized graphics are traditional graphics. Rasterized graphics? Raster. Rasterized graphics are traditional graphics like you're probably used to seeing on the internet. Um, they're pictures made up of pixels, little little squares of color assembled to make a larger image. Yes. Vector images are images that are defined by lines, and the lines are defined by mathematical equations. So it's a it's a digital computer only so form of art. It's uh not typically rendered by internet browsers and things like that, but you draw in vector because then you can resize it, bigger, smaller, you can manipulate it however you want and you don't lose any quality because since everything is defined behind the scenes by mathematics, it's inherently pure. So that means you can make something and you can scale it, you know, for uh, 
at, for a little icon at the top left-hand corner of your web page. You can blow it up and print something that'll look sharp and good on a on something literally the size of a billboard and anything in between. You can manipulate it however you want without any loss in quality. So typically that's how graphic artists you know do things, and then for end use they'll export it into a rasterized format for display. Um, so, anyways. Okay. So it's a different kind of. So it's a different kind of graphics that you find superior to. Well, it's not that I find it superior. You're not. You're not using paint. No. Is it just because you happen to have Illustrator, so you're learning to draw on it? Is that where yeah. this started? Or I mean, I, like I said, I, I wanted to be able to maybe create some assets for myself. I've done you know some that in Photoshop, but Photoshop really is meant for editing photos. Um, it's not meant for creation. So, you took that guy really seriously, didn't you? What guy? The I could do better guy. Like that really got in your. Did that stick in your <laughs> craw? Is that what this is? No, not really. I just. It's something I've always wanted to learn how to do. In Photoshop, there's a pen tool, and. The pen tool has always mystified me. I'm pretty good in Photoshop. I can do a lot of stuff. You are great in Photoshop. But the pen tool has always mystified me, and I started sort of playing with it. And as I started reading a bit more about it, people said, okay, so Photoshop's pen tool is powerful, but it's like a baby's toy compared to the pen tools that are in Illustrator. It's really just meant to be... You know, some of that same functionality, but if you really want to do this, Illustrator is the way to do it. And so once I got that was sort of the consensus, I said, okay, well, I've got access to Illustrator. Um, let's give it a shot. Let's try it out. And so, you know, like I said, at this point, I'm really just doing tracings and things like that, learning the tools. But it's interesting. It's different. It takes a lot of time, but it's fun. Um, I'm enjoying it so far. Were you an artist? I know you were a, a theater artist, but uh, were you a doodler? Were you a were you an were you a drawer as a youngster? Was young um, Doc Manson pre med Doc Manson a uh, as well, not med? But well, yeah, as a youngster, Manson? as a youngster, yes, I I was into drawing. I like to draw and sculpt and things like that. Uh, things I haven't done in a long time. I'm not a great drawer. I, I'm okay, um, but. That's certainly not something I ever developed in adulthood. So, you know, and this really isn't the same thing. It's not like I have a tablet. I'm not drawing freestyle. I'm using a mouse and, you know, using the tools that are there. But um, I don't know. It's just it's, it's it appeals to me. And it's something that I, for now anyways, am just sort of fiddling with. I don't expect I'll get very far with it. I don't think I'll start, like you said, I don't think I'm going to become a professional graphic artist or anything, graphic designer. But... You know, for well, messing no, around with things. Hmm. If you were you got to start paid, somewhere. If you were to get paid for an image or a set of images, wouldn't that therefore qualify you as a professional? I'm not saying you're going to quit your job and strike well, out as a graphic artist, but you could, you know. I don't think anybody's going to pay me, so. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have emails, and again... Uh, Neighborhood, U.S. members of the neighborhood, you are letting us down on a regular basis. I, I you know, now granted, I only did it a, a little bit ago, but I went out there and I said, 
you know, we have two emails, both from members of NAI UK, US folks, help us out. And did we get one? No, we did not. Are we going to have to like move to the United Kingdom? Is that our future? Is we're going to head out to to Great Britain or I Wales? Guess our, or... Uh, I guess our style of humor just works better across the seas. I, I, I don't know. We're the Fry and Lori of, of wrestling podcasts. I will take that. I wouldn't, know, I, I wouldn't call I us Monty too. Python. I no. wouldn't call us Monty Python, but a bird of Fry and Lori is a fantastic show. Oh, um, hey. Uh, I got a – this is sort of related to emails. I got a tweet, a, a private message from Che, uh, who I believe is also one of our UK members, right? I believe so. And I just want you to know, Che, I'm not ignoring you. Um, I just – the topic that you wanted to talk about in that message – is difficult to talk about via texting. So basically, I'll just sum up with his tweet here. Uh, you know, he heard me say on the podcast last week, I think when I was ranting about um, the, the graphic design guy, saying that I know about, you know, things like vaccines. And so he says he's been God. doing some reading, you know, about different vaccines, products they give to the kids, no correlations between potential harm. Um, you know, I, I think he's maybe worried about, you know, um, he's got a baby girl, I think, due not in the too or distant future. And he's just sort of curious about, oh, my. Um, we'll talk <laughs> about that in a second. <laughs> anytime you start talking about vaccines, I, we were we were cleaning and I happened to find a gift from my brother-in-law, which is a rather large uh, utility knife. And so you're about to start ranting on vaccines, and I'm like, ugh. I'm actually Anyways. not going to start ranting about vaccines, but, Che, what I want to say to you is this. Um, first, let me be clear. I am not a medical professional. Nothing I say should be construed as medical advice. If you have questions about, you know, products medical products that you may or may not give to uh your child uh talk to your pediatrician talk to several pediatricians uh, that is the recommendation i will make now that said I, I am certainly happy to share my opinions um but again i don't want you to take it as medical advice i don't want to uh you know be responsible because here's the bottom line I personally would give any recommended vaccine to my child, any and all of them, each and every single one of them. There are plenty of studies out there that show that, relatively speaking, these things are safe and that they do a lot more help than they do harm. That said, there are side effects. There are for most of these things, again, you do the reading, you really look at it. It's extremely rare for a lot of these things, but they do happen. I can't give, I can't sit here and say, oh, they're actually perfectly safe. One out of 100,000 people will experience this side effect. Because there is that one out of 100,000. But the bottom line is, you're playing statistics. You're playing probability, right? The good outweighs the bad. You're way more likely to have a car accident or something 
like that than you are to experience anything as a result of these vaccines. You start worrying about vaccines, you worry about overloading immune systems and things like that. Those are the sorts of fears that you shouldn't worry about. The entire, like, the entire series of vaccines that peep that children receive in childhood really only deliver like like 315 different antigens to the immune system. And like that sounds like a lot, but mind you, they're doing it over a long period of time. And you have to start thinking about things like when you get strep throat, that organism itself is presenting like 50 different antigens. Um, when you get a cold, that's like 15 different antigens. Every single time your kid touches a doorknob or puts something in their mouth, they're putting another piece of bacteria in there. Those are antigens. You're not, you're not, my point is you're not adding significantly to the immunogenic load that the child is receiving. So you, I, I really don't think there's any thing to the idea of like, you know, overloading a young person's immune system. That's what their immune system is built for. It's what they're doing at that point in life is getting exposure to lots of different things. Um, so again, just a broad thing. Again, I say do it. If I had kids, I don't. So, you know, we certainly could say, hey, you don't have kids, you don't know what it's like. You're right. I don't have that perspective. But if I had kids, anything that my pediatrician recommended, I would probably do. Unless there was extenuating circumstances. If there's something about your child that you know, they have, you know, significant allergies. They have, uh, for some reason, an immunocompromised state. That's different. Your pediatrician will know about that. And they would adjust their recommendations based off of that. Uh, so, again, better advice? Talk to a pediatrician or better yet, several that's my opinion for what it's worth, which isn't very much. This has been a fascinating episode of DC and Doc Talk, where Doc goes where we, we had the vaccine chat. I didn't expect this conversation to go this way, but I will take it in a very positive way. That was probably great information for a whole lot of people, um, parents and non-parents alike, uh, to know I'm going to go lick a doorknob just to continue to build my immune Let, system let's let's be honest you were going to lick that doorknob anyways it tastes so good yeah yeah i know i know uh what else tastes so good is these two emails ddt wrestling at gmail.com we love our nai uk brethren uh this first one comes from simon greetings from sunny manchester yeah, yeah you take this one i haven't written to you fine gentlemen for about a month and that's not like me I do keep up writing articles, and as I told you, I had a retro thing going. Main Event 92, Mania 8, etc. Let's just say life got in the way, and there are issues we're working through, and it's left me brokenhearted. I just wanted you to know that the wrestling Twitter debates about Renee Young and Mrs. Manson's conversations about tea and chocolates have provided light relief at these difficult times. Well, that is our job. Yes. Our job is for an hour or so a week or more, depending on which podcast you listen to, for an hour or so a week. Um, you don't have to worry about real life. You just worry about what these two yahoos are going to talk about. That's our job, and we uh, are honored to, to, to serve you. I enjoyed Great Balls of Fire. I fear that the stories being told by Brock and those he faces on the path to Roman Reigns will be so good that when Roman inevitably conquers Lesnar, his victory story will disappoint. Well, he, he kind of is, is going all over the place here. So are, are you worried about that? Are you worried that 
this story, the long-term story, is going to wind up falling flat because the short-term stories are good. You know, Brock versus Joe was better than I think many of us expected. Um, you're going to say yes because you're going to be disappointed if with anything that involves Roman Reigns. That's my answer. Moving on. If if Brock Lesnar randomly loses the title to Braun Strowman at SummerSlam, are you going to I'd feel be a much whole lot better with that? Okay. But on top of that, that just means I'm going to see Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. So what I'd rather see is Roman Reigns either win or lose at SummerSlam. Let's get it over with, and let's and move, move the on. heck on. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't blame Austin Aries for leaving WWE, and I wouldn't blame Dean if he made the move, too. Did we talk about Austin Aries uh, and uh, WWE mutually? It seems like they mutually agreed to part ways. No. I won't say I was surprised at that. It seemed like since Mania, it was pretty clear. He, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, the, the word on the street is he had hoped to be more than just a cruiserweight. And I suppose that makes sense. In NXT, he wasn't just a cruiserweight. Um, so he wanted to be more than just a cruiserweight. And when he saw the writing on the wall, he got out of there. And I don't blame him um, for doing so. You know, he was obviously not happy even when, you know, his match made it to the pre-show. And then it wasn't even on the DVD or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, do you think I, I actually pondered this, you know, when Talking Smack got canceled. I don't even know if we talked about that. Um, no, we didn't. When Talking Smack got canceled, I pondered whether or not... Uh, is it thundering? Is, it, is there a yeah. scared little dog there? Yeah, there is. He, I heard I heard some he thunder He wandered in, he too. wandered out. Apparently the stairs are open, so he's just going up and down, up and down, up and down. So that's not good. I don't know what's going on there. But If you'd like me to, if you'd like me to take a minute or two to opine on the whole Dean Ambrose thing, you can go remedy that situation in return. I'll go figure out what's happening. Okay. Uh, so yes, welcome to uh, buy the book. No, I'm just kidding. Chris would hate me. Chris Hawk, of course. Um, I do wonder, neighborhood, uh, whether or not Dean Ambrose and Renee Young uh, are going to be long-term fixtures in this company. Uh, you know, as much as people like Dean Ambrose and as much as people say that Dean Ambrose is over, um, you know, I think... I don't know that he is totally bought into uh, the WWE way of doing things. Uh, If you believe what Seth Rollins said at that post-Raw thing, apparently um, Mr. Ambrose enjoys drinking. Um, If you've seen him go to the Hall of Fame the last two years, you know he enjoys drinking. Well, and so, you know, so I do wonder about his long-term future. If he is going to be in this company in two to three years, I could very easily see him go in, I won't call it the CM Punk direction, but, you know, I don't think he's going to get in trouble necessarily, but I think he might be just like, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, and whether or not he takes Renee Young with him or Renee goes, you know, they wind up pursuing other opportunities together, that's an entirely other idea, but... um but yes, we're so yes. So that's our deal there. Back to Simon's email. I have watched some of his indie work, meaning Ambrose, and I'm sad that we haven't got this from him. I never watched a John Moxley match. Did you ever see any John Moxley? Nope, never. Because I, I, I don't know what we're missing besides apparently a lot of blood and craziness. 
Uh, also, canceling a TV show and not telling his missus was not great. Her response had the right amount of sass, and if everyone else reacting to the loss of Talking Smack had actually watched it, it wouldn't have been canceled. I disagree. Uh, the rumor or the report is that Vince showed up to TV because he's not at TV all the time, showed up, watched it, didn't like it, and it got canceled. I doubt they considered the ratings for one second. I mean, they did claim that it was the ratings at yeah, first. Yeah, that's the company line. Right, but... but if you go back further than that, it was one of the more highly watched programs on the network. So I'm not sure how that jives with what they've said about the program previously. Yeah. Simon goes on to say more people watch 205 Live, and this shows that DC's belief in that show might not be in vain after all. Um, I will say this is not going to be my piece of positivity, but I am going to watch 205 Live from this week because apparently Mustafa Ali and Drew Gulak had a ridiculous two out of three falls match. Cool. So, you know, again, I'm not watching 205 Live. Maybe someday I will, although now I've got WWE's ECW to watch. So I got to watch Sabu and the big show try to wrestle. Um, If I had any extra income, I would put it into either New Japan or Progress. Any extra would come from me canceling the WWE Network, and faced with that, I decided to keep the status quo. I'll keep tabs on current day and happily slip and dive into the plentiful archives. I have history with WWE, and though they don't always deserve me, I can't leave them. That, in and of itself, that is probably the best sentence Simon has ever written. I have history with WWE, and though they don't always deserve me, I can't leave them. I know this is the positivity show, but welcome to WWE in 2017. They have you by the cojones, and they know it. It's the most honest thing anyone's ever written about wrestling. It's true. All right again next week, but till then, stay happy, stay safe, and keep the snacks real. You have no idea how nice it feels to be part of something, or maybe you do know exactly how that feels. Long live the DDT Brit Pack. Simon at Fake Sport Monkey. Go ahead. If you do not follow Simon, please go ahead and do so. He is a good guy and a great member of the neighborhood. And uh, thank you for the email, sir. I will say, at this point, I feel like we are a part of this DDT thing. So I I think we do have some understanding of what it feels like to be a part of this thing. Well, but let me ask you this question before we read Glenn's email. Um, Did you ever feel that way before this? What like, do you mean? When you listen when you listen to your video game podcasts or when you were a more avid listener of the Kevin Smith podcast, did you feel part of a community of podcast listeners? I might have for some of my video game shows, which were you know, a little smaller crews. You follow the people on Twitter. You're a little more involved in the daily goings-ons. But, I mean, I don't know about this extent – because I do think that is what, you know, our show and whether we fall under, whether even DDT Wrestling falls under the umbrella, what the kind of wrestling podcast that we are aligned with, associated with, it does encourage you to be a part of the community and not just be an observer on the sidelines. So that was a very nice, I, that's one of my favorite emails we've ever gotten. And I do need to copy that sentence. I have history with WWE. Though they don't always deserve me, I can't leave them. Well done, Simon. All right, the next email comes from Glenn, and oh, this one is a Doc Manson email. Hello, gents. 
It's the tea drinking. Biscuit Duncan, UK here. With people having little or no interest in Jinder Mahal or Randy Orton being champion, do you think it would be a good time to put the belt on Baron Corbin and have him cash in at the end of the Punjabi prison match? Thanks, as always, Glenn. What do you think? One, it's a great idea. Except, I think that corporate WWE is pleased with Jinder Mahal as champion. In terms of the international yes. status? I don't think it's time for that to be over just yet. You would think not, especially since... No, again, I don't know if we can go from a flag match versus a Bulgarian, but you would think that John Cena's next step after Battleground would be Jinder Mahal at SummerSlam. You might think so. If you, you were penciling that in, it would kind of make the most sense. Um, I love the idea. Yeah. I love the idea of Baron Corbin being able to... It would totally change people's perception. If you woke up Monday morning, having not watched the main event, and you found out that Baron Corbin had cashed in on either of them, it, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. Have we ever had a heel cash in on another heel? I don't know. But what I do know is that at WrestleMania, when Seth Rollins cashed in, it wasn't just a straight cash-in, right? It became a triple threat match. Is that correct? For the last minute or so, yes. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is um, Baron Corbin comes out to the ring. They are, you know, stuck inside the Pujambi prison. He climbs halfway up the outside wall, cashes in. It becomes a triple threat, and he drops down to the floor, instantly winning the title. Right? I mean, he could do that. Unless you have to, unless part of the winning involves going out of both cages. But I, that would depend on how they decided to spin it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that seems like the smartest way you could cash in money in the bank. Um, but I think you're right. I do think that there's more to be done here. Um, I think people are, t- we are tired of the anti American story, but I don't know that that's true internationally. I'm tired of Randy Orton. So, are you if if this moves if gender retains cuz we didn't do predictions, which is fine. But if gender retains and then goes on to wrestle somebody else, whether it's AJ Styles or Kevin Owens or John Cena um at SummerSlam, are you more invested in that? Maybe. I mean, I'm not more invested if that someone else is John Cena or Baron Corbin, but if it's AJ Styles or Kevin Owens, then yes. You know, if Kevin Owens decides he's as the the real face of America, he's going to take on Jinder Mahal. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. So, again, I wonder if we're going to because of the way it's it's the the way that SummerSlam is going to be designed, we could see Cena versus Orton versus Mahal versus. Owens versus, like, you know what I mean? Like, any any number of multi-man possibilities are, are on the table. Um, did we miss anything? You did not watch Lucha Underground. I think we're, I think we've, we've covered it. 
Uh, what is your piece of positivity? I, I feel like we always end our show kind of like, oh, well, I guess that's it. But uh, what is your piece of positivity wrestling-wise uh, heading into Battleground Weekend? I know you uh, haven't been watching. You've been too busy with Illustrator. I'm sure that will be wrestling-themed. I'm going to go with the Fashion X-Files because watching uh, Tyler Breeze in a uh, wig was all right. And a lot of the posters up uh, on their bulletin board in that particular session were phenomenal. Don't sully Tully Scully or whatever that was. It's, it's I like so... the I want to bow leave sign. I thought that was with the. Oh, yeah. It's that was so... perfect. It, it is. It is just whoever the producers are who are setting that up are just. Well, one wonderful. thing I heard is that the fashion file segments are one of the least watched segments on youtube so i'm guessing we won't be getting much more of this which i you know i don't know what they're looking for on youtube but people love it i don't care whether or not they're what if they're not watching it there it's because they're watching it on smackdown so maybe i don't know yeah i don't know I don't know, I don't know. Um, my piece of positivity, I will avoid New Japan. I am enjoying New Japan, but I feel like that's all I've been talking about. Um, I will go ahead and say... Let me think here. So much, so much, so many options. So many options, so many options. I'll go ahead and say the fact, forgive me if I mentioned this last week. Uh, I started watching the WWE's version of ECW, and... It's not that the shows themselves have been good, because they're well, not. Well, that's true. It's just being able to watch, you know, it's interesting to watch how this this brand, which probably never had a chance to begin with, starts off, and within the first week or two, Rob Van Dam gets suspended. He's their champion. He gets suspended. So he's, and he's holding two titles at the time. He's the world heavyweight champion and the ECW champion. So he has to lose those in consecutive nights. And then a few weeks later, Kurt Angle asks for his release or Kurt Angle gets released. And so, you know, it's just, they could not get, they could not start. We didn't, we have no idea what they really wanted it to be because within the first 45 days of it being a thing, the two arguably biggest stars are gone, and you're left with Sabu and The Big Show. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it is just, you know, as a his, as a historian by, I won't say by trade, but by hobby, uh, it is interesting to kind of study this to see um, how it is playing out. So I am enjoying having that on my WWE Network. I also... Watched every episode of WWE Ride Along. This is not a bad show. Okay. It's it's an interesting idea that, you know, as they're getting from town to town. This is, you know, we I was thinking about this when Mrs. Manson suggested that you and I take a road trip <laughs> and just record the entire time. You were going to Toronto for something. But Shakespeare Ghostbusters show. Oh yes. That looked Ghost all right. City. All right. Well, I hope that they people have found this podcast all right. Another thrilling edition of DDT Wrestling. We'd like to thank you for joining us, whether you are UK, US, all around the world. Uh, 
please send us an email, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Please subscribe. Check out DC and Doc Talk this weekend on the NAI Network. The Oreo Taste Test is in the books. We will have to see where our wacky adventures take us. I've got some ideas suggested from the neighborhood. Uh oh. Um, you know, so one never knows. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that good night? Send us some emails. I, I'm not going to say we're not going to record if we don't get at least three or four emails, but I'm hoping. I'm going to start trying to send out some things and be like, come on, people. DDTWrestling at gmail.com. DDTWrestling at gmail.com. And you were getting on my case last week, by the way. Getting on my case for not having an original title for the episode. Throw me a bone here. What did we talk about this week that was interesting? What one sound bite did we possibly even have on this show? Nothing interesting happens on the show anymore, and I hold you directly responsible. Battling over battleground. Vaccines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I don't mind if that's if that's the way we're gonna go. If that's just, that's now it's going to be the one after 89. That's because this is, I think, episode 90. So, you know. Ooh, episode 90. Well, are we going to start a get, countdown? I think we need to start a countdown. We are almost at 100 episodes. And I'd like to point out, um, we are also very close. We're going to have our uh, next wrestler retrospective in the near future because July 31st, is the first day you and I ever sat down and recorded a podcast. It didn't actually record, but it was the first time we did it. So right, we're coming right. up on an anniversary uh, at the end of this month. So, Did you think we'd still be doing this? I had hoped we would still be doing this. I figured we would either still be doing this or we would no longer be speaking. Hmm. One of those two things. And to be fair... That's still my belief. Uh, Ch- <laughs> Our good buddy Chip was. We were talking about the you know whether or not you know we were gonna. We saw Twitter as a long term thing that we were gonna do, and he had asked me, "Do you think you and Doc are still gonna be recording in three to five years?" And I, yet will either still be recording, or we will have not spoken since the last episode. One of those <laughs> two things will happen. That's it's just probably true. Yeah. Or, or it'll be that whole, like, we see each other once a year and we, you know, talk for a few minutes and then that's the end. So I'm keeping this podcast going. I will not be the one to turn the lights out on this this show. It will be you, sir. Okay. You will be All the right. one to tell me it's time to go home. All right. So he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Don't, let, don't turn the lights out on us, neighborhood. Our best days are hopefully still ahead of us fingers crossed uh we'll see you around the neighborhood